Is it different to fundraise from different age groups? This is Fundraising at Camp by Go Camp Pro. True Camp Mavericks know that money moves the mission, and we're here to keep your mission moving. You can find our show notes at gocamp.pro slash FAC. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Fundraising at Camp podcast. My name is Travis Allison. The Fundraising at Camp podcast is very kindly supported by Camp Rain, and we want to thank them for their support. Camp Rain not only coordinates your summer camp management needs, but also your conference center and fundraising programs, allowing you to use one database to run your camp year-round. Since 1994, Camp Brain has been innovating and constantly adding new features, which will, which are backed by a team of more than 45 passionate and caring Camp Brain staff members. Welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, my name is Travis. I am excited to do a slightly different kind of show today. Uh, I'm doing a one-on-one with Robin Howard, uh, who is one of the directors at the camp that Beth and I used to run, and it is kindly shepherded in her care, along with Michelle Roberts these days. And uh, Robin and I were having a little chat about what it means to fundraise or ask of different peoples based on different generations. And so I said, hold on, let's let's record this. So welcome, Robin. It's great to have you here. Thank you. It's lovely to be here. I'm grateful. Um, I, for those of you listening uh, or watching, you will probably hear me slip into calling Robin by her camp name, which is Mapes. Um, and just because old habits and I have a passion for camp names. So um, I'm certain I will call her Mapes from here on in. So Mapes, what... Before we get started into the fundraising and age groups and things, I wonder if you could just let people know what your connection is to camp. How did you get started at summer camp? Yes, I like to say that my first year at camp, I was negative three months old. My mother and father were uh, very involved in camp as young people through the church. Uh, and so my mom was pregnant with me in my first summer at camp. So uh, I have attended camp, overnight camps uh, for my whole life as a camper and then had a couple years off in high school and then returned as a counselor and a staff member in my first year of university at Cairn. I was invited by a a mutual friend who had uh, worked at Karen the summer before and so started off uh, as a seasonal staff member as the assistant administrator, worked for five summers as a seasonal staff and then applied for the position of camp director. And so now I serve as the camp director and this will be my fifth summer. It's amazing. It's amazing. Well, I, I am so grateful for it. A, the care that you have put into caring for a place that we care a lot about. Uh, always nice for us alumni to, to see the care that the two of you put into the place that we love. The purpose of this chat, however, is to speak about fundraising. And in the show, people who've been listening to the show this season will know that I am... I'm I, I'm experienced in the communication side of it, but not really the specifics of of fundraising. And so it was interesting when Robin and I were talking about this difference. And I'm grateful that she reached out to say, you know, have you talked about this? Are you planning to talk about it? And what was the specific thing that you know the prompt you to reach out that was like this is a topic that camp people should really know and have a better understanding of names. Yeah, so I have been enrolled uh, part-time in a online learning program, a, a, a degree through online, sorry, through Ryerson University. It's a certificate program in nonprofit management. And so I am in the final course of that 
program and uh, had the option to write a paper on a variety of topics. And one of the topics that was suggested was about the difference between millennial donors and baby boomer donors. Mm -hmm. And so I... I don't have much of a fundraising experience. My primary role is in staff and program, but I have been um, kind of intrigued about fundraising and that fundraising is kind of applied relationship building and the relationship part of camp is obviously something I'm passionate about. And so I was curious about this topic specifically and then uh, was able to do a little bit more research into it through this program. Yeah, and, and it's funny, strange to some camps that our our camp experience is different than a lot of camps who've been great at fundraising for years. Um, and I've said this on the podcast before, but I think it's worth repeating that Beth and I didn't feel any confidence in fundraising and um, there wasn't much fundraising before us. And so fundraising as a camp culture is not something that has been there historically. It's something that we've been actively developing over the last three years. Mapes and I have had some real specific conversations about that, and, and the two of us have been piloting a couple of, of programs around that. Um, but neither one of us has really have a lot of ingrained experience. So this topic to me was really interesting because now that I think of it, it makes sense that there would be some generational differences. But what would you say are kind of the highlights of that? What is the What are the things that camp people should know, be thinking about when they're approaching donors of different generations? Yeah, I think that for fundraising, it's it would, and this can apply to marketing and other communications as well. But when you know the people that you're talking to, you're able to talk to them in a more specific way. And it's better for the relationship on both sides. It helps us as a camp and it serves them as a donor, as an invested in alumni or community member as well. And so some of the the main ideas then are just who who are the people when you think about generational differences of course generational analysis uh, is a sociological sort of thing um, but it kind of attributes a number of different characteristics that these this group of people have experienced in their lifetime that kind of impacts the way that they see the world or interact with the world um, and so looking specifically at baby boomers and millennials it uh, there's obviously yeah, there's Gen X in the middle there and, you know, Gen Z afterwards and uh, the silent generation before or whatever the names are that you use. But um, it kind of gives a little bit of a, a contrast between some of our older supporters and some of our younger supporters. So some of the main kinds of differences that I found in this research is about... Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of research that's been done about the statistics and and I can go into however much detail you'd like on that but uh, that millennial donors are in a different place in the world than some of the our older donors are they have higher expense for cost of living higher expenses for education um, and they don't necessarily have the income that supports the need to provide financially for their own costs, let alone supporting financially for an organization they care about like camp. And so thinking about our millennial donors kind of in that way and versus our baby boomer donors who are potentially retired, they don't have kids living at home, they don't have a lot of expenses outside of their their own kind of life and supporting their grandchildren, potentially that sort of thing, but um, that they have more to give, but are also more solicited for that money that they have. And so kind of approaching yeah, yeah. them from that relationship base um, is important for them as well when yeah. talking to them about the resources that they have. 
Well, and and so there's how a camp organization approaches those donors differently. But I think there's also a really great lesson that I want to pick apart there, which is that um, organizations that run boards, camps that run boards, but any nonprofit that runs boards does tend to find it easier to recruit older board members because of the time and money thing. But the problem with that is, and this is kind of a anybody who's been thinking through this generational stuff, this wouldn't be much of a surprise, but a problem is that you have a boomer generation who, you know, may have had kids in a family and owned a home before they're 30. And they're looking at a millennial generation who's at that point now and doesn't have the same, you know, to the, to this boomers experience. It's like a millennial generation hasn't accomplished as much and is ignoring a lot of the the changes in society since then. And I've heard in, in meetings that frustration, you know, and, and, you know, the, the wider implications of laziness or whatever, when, and millennials be like, hold on a second, <laughs> you know, look what you've done to this world that you've, you've put us into. And then you're having these same expectations on us. So that's a one good thing for camps to notice. It's helpful for us to be recruiting people to committees and, and, you know, fundraising groups that are intergenerational so that we all understand the stories of each other. That's separate of people's ability to give. It's just a mindset thing. I think that's also important too, though, because just thinking about the ability to give, you've got financially, but there's people who everyone's able to give in multiple ways. And one of the things about millennials is that they care really deeply. They Mm. care about causes, right? And that's, uh, you could talk about, you know, selfish and other sorts of uh, labels that are sometimes attributed to millennials, but you also can, that those sorts of arguments are countered in a lot of other research papers. But, But while they don't necessarily have, um, you know, a lot of extra money to give, they do have time. And you see that uh, both for our millennial donors and our um, baby boomer donors, that volunteerism is also a really big part of the way that they give back. And volunteerism, I think, is a great opportunity for camps uh, and for nonprofits on whole to be able to recruit people and then cultivate them as donors through uh, through that volunteering relationship, right? Because it's a way that people of all ages, whether it's on a board or at a, you know, weekend, a work weekend up at camp, um, there's something that they can give there, learn about the organization through that way of giving. Uh, and then also, I like what you said there about then the intergenerational relationships are formed there. Um, because whether it's, again, on a board or, you know, in person up at camp, then uh, these people are being able to make relationships with each other and understand the point of life that, uh, that each other's coming to their service. Yeah, totally. Do you find maybe that there is, or from your research, did you learn that there is a difference in what people are interested in giving towards, what they're drawn to give to? Yeah, there's um, the kind of the main research is that uh, baby boomers give to organizations or the distinction made is the baby boomers give to organizations, whereas millennials give to causes. So both are applicable in a camp setting, but that... the trust that might be inherent in an organization for a baby boomer, it's, it's that organization is still great for a millennial, but what's the specific purpose of what my donation is going to go towards? Um, and so I think that that lesson is in framing then, right, of, of saying, okay, you know, this is the, the initiative that we're, we're working on right now, um, and this is how your money is going to make a difference. Yeah, that's really smart. That's really smart. 
What about the approach to the way we communicate? What's the difference there? Like, what can we be intentional about to have as much impact as we can? I think that there's the content of what's communicated and then the way that it's communicated. And I think you're kind of potentially getting at both there. Um, that, well, first of all, again, millennials have grown up, one of the kind of defining characteristics of the millennial generation is that they've grown up with household internet being more available. Um, and so millennials are known to go to the internet for their communication, for their news sources, for uh, research. And so um, being able to have online-based giving and online communications will reach the millennial donors. Uh, whereas baby boomers are known to get their news from TV, for example, and to uh, give donations by check. And so, um, while obviously there's overlap in both of those, they're not mutually exclusive, there's uh, the necessity to make sure that the communication means are targeted to the audience as well. So, um, potentially, again, one of the big fundraising techniques that's been used for millennials is crowdfunding and crowdsource funding, um, that millennials are the generation of, you know, the ice bucket challenge and this sort of thing. And so uh, having kind of an online um, campaign will be more shared by millennials and accessed by millennials, whereas the, the written report and with an inclusion for uh, a statement to say, please support, continue to support our organization would be something that potentially would go to a baby boomer with a, you know, this is the pledge slip or something like that, uh, just to kind of meet both of those needs of the specific generation and how they communicate. Yeah, I think one of the, the biggest takeaways of this uh, fundraising at camp podcast project has been that we, you know, as a baseline, we have to make it easy for people to give us money. And what is easy to me, what I'm hearing is what is easy is different according to generations. Mm -hmm. it, you know, it, I, I'm, I'm not a boomer, um, but I, we couldn't find a checkbook in our house. <laughs> like, you know, if we were to send a check to camp, it would, it would be work for us to do so. But, you know, we're, we're, we're regular donors to a camp program, but you know, the, the stuff like that, that you have to be sensitive to the different mediums as well. And I, and I like what you said about, about print for people of different generations too, because it's what people are used to and comfortable with. And, um, one, uh, a, a camp fundraising workshop that I went to that, that one thing that really, really opened my mind that I would have totally skipped over just because I think of my comfort with uh, digital media is that, um, this, this camp in Indiana, um, had recruited someone to be on their board who'd been a big donor and his condition was that he will join the board as long as the camp puts out print newsletters to past donors. And that meant that their planned giving really changed because people who were setting up their wills were including camp in their wills, partly because they were getting the stories of the changes that happen at camp. And I think Joe and Heather have been so great at talking to us about the, the kind of stories we need to tell and the check-ins that we need to have with donors. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Do you think there's other stuff in... in I mean, we are now looking at um, the, the 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 connected generation who are now becoming our camp parents. Um, you know, who've grown up at, at camp with us in the last ten years to this generation after millennials. Is there stuff 
if it's not specific to that generation, like what sort of things do camps need to be sensitive to and thinking about when they're making plans that is conscious of generational differences? Yeah, I think that one of the activities that we did within uh, in a previous course in this program that I'm in, a marketing course, is talking about creating your target audience member and and really spending some time in defining who that person is. And I think that that would be a great exercise for any that kind of identify potentially people of all generations Mm -hmm. that support camp. Um, But thinking about things like, you know, what's their life situation? What else are they thinking about? Um, What are their top priorities and top concerns? Um, What are their kids' top priorities and top concerns? Because that obviously, of course, if they're parents, that um, that's of course important to them as well. Um, but then really being able to identify how camp fits into that, you know, what, who are they, what do they want and how do they want to serve? And therefore, how can we serve them? I think that, um, that what do they want to give and what can they give are important questions to ask of any of those generations, because then sometimes the answer is time, but yeah. time yeah. They, they have time to give on evenings and weekends, or they have time to give um, when their kids are at school, or they have time to give, um, you know, in person, but as long as there's childcare provided or whatever the case may be, right? But being able to kind of uh, think about those different ways of giving um, or in-kind donations, or maybe they can give referrals, or uh, maybe they can connect you with other people. So depending on the stage of life that they might be at, Mm -hmm. that would impact what they can give and then what they want to receive from, from camp as well. Yeah. And that brings up such a great point, Mames, because I, I often try to encourage people to think about what camp has to offer that other organizations that they contribute to or volunteer to don't have. And when you're saying things like, you know, come and, and help us out and we'll provide childcare, like other people, other organizations that they may be involved in and volunteering or, or supporting financially don't have that great campy ability to throw staff at a problem um, who are fun and engaging and have their own police checks and have done an interview. Um, so we have to think about those creative things because often we don't have a lot of camps don't have the financial resources to set up big showy um, fundraising things, but we have gifts and opportunities that other organizations don't. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's true too. Uh, of for millennials, one of the things that in again in this research that our millennials are looking for a kind of an exchange, right? They want mm. to be able to give, but then also say, okay, so what what am I gaining from this experience? Right. And so when they approach, whether it's a volunteer opportunity or work opportunity or whatever, they want to say, okay, what am I getting from this? And so again, I think that one of the things that camps have is knowledge of their people, right? Knowledge of their alumni and that relationship capacity. And so being able to have that conversation with them and say, hey, what do you want to write on your resume? What yeah. are you working on um, pursuing or developing your skills in? And how can we make an experience that's maybe a volunteer experience that we really need, but that is something then that you can take to another employer and say, hey, I've had this experience designing this for a camp or working with the camp in this capacity. And then even thinking about some of the older generations, maybe something uh, or something that I have noticed in, in our community and our volunteer work weekends that we have every spring is that groups come up together and this yeah. is their time to be able to spend, spend time together, together. Yeah. at camp. Mm-hmm. Um, and so being able to provide that setting for people, older people or people of all generations to make memories and have connections within their own kind of sub communities is also something that we can provide and that people are actively looking for. 
Yeah, that's that's amazing. And certainly our family has benefited from that. When our families come up on um, staff orientation weekend and we've cooked so the, the kitchen staff can be a part of the community building and our couple generations of our family cook for camp. And there's just one of the most fun weekends of the year because we're just spending time together. We're obviously helping at camp where we care very much about, but it's just so funny and fun for us to be at camp together and not be in our, our old roles. But be contributing, and it's it's um, you know something that that we've got so much out of in the past. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, maybe someone. I thank you so much for being a part of this and and for bringing this topic up and and helping us learn about it. I'm I'm super grateful. If people have a have follow up questions, how can they best get a hold of you if they have uh, they heard an idea that they want to pick your brain a little bit more on? Yeah, absolutely. They can reach out to me by email would probably be best at robin at ilovecamp.org. And Robin is spelt R-O-B-Y-N-N-E at ilovecamp, all one word, .org. Excellent. Thanks, Robin, for being here. Thanks so much. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Fundraising at Camp is a part of the Go Camp Pro Podcast Network. Find a podcast for camp pros of every age and stage at gocamp.pro slash podcast. Hey, camp pros. We love that our industry is built on sharing. In order to foster that spirit, we hope that whenever you share an idea that you learn from the Camp Hacker Podcast, Conference, Summer Camp Professionals Group, or wherever else, that you're quick to give credit where credit is due. That way, we can all encourage more camp pros to share the tips and tricks that will make camp better.